Hi there, my name is Alex Faust and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. Very excited to be joined here by David Horsager today. David is the CEO of Trust Edge Leadership Institute, the world's leading expert on the impact of trust for people, products, and organizations. And he shared his knowledge in over a thousand keynote presentations on six continents and in his best-selling book called The Trust Edge. Well, let's start. Um, I want to jump right in and want to start kind of broadly about what is trust and why is it so important? You know, this goes back to my graduate work when no one was talking, almost no one was talking about trust and its impact in organizations. And I was kind of looking at what's the uniqueness of the greatest leaders in organizations, what's unique about those that are actually successful in the bottom line and in impact. And I had this epiphany, I can still remember where I was, and it was like, the problem they think they're having isn't a, a leadership problem, it's a trust problem. The problem they think they're having isn't a sales problem, it's a trust problem. And it kept coming back to trust. So this is before my grad work, but but that led to all the grad work and then the you know the books and the the research. Now working on six continents and all the work we do out of the institute and the research we do annually and everything. But basically, the finding is a lack of trust is actually the biggest expense of an organization. The first half of the research was this proof that trust is not a soft skill. In fact, I would argue. Uh, without ego, but uh, I hope, but a lot of uh, research that trust is always the leading indicator. Everything else is lagging. You never have a leadership issue. The reason a leader is followed or not is trust. You never have a sales issue. The reason, unless it's a commodity, the reason someone buys or not is trust. It's not a marketing issue. The only way to amplify that marketing message is increased trust in the message. The only way to increase innovation and speed is increased trust. You, you think of the cost. I mean, a lock business is built on a lack of trust, right? I don't trust you, so I put a lock on something. What's the cost? Money to buy the lock, but the big cost is time. So we drive results, whether it's attrition or sales, attrition down, retention up, sales, hitting a metric using trust. And that, I believe, is always the root cause. And we're dealing with, you know, whether it's corruption issues in Kenya or, uh, you know, pro sports teams that we work with or, or you know, companies, it's always at the core of trust issue. So people have to confront the brutal facts and see that it's a trust issue. And then they can use some of the other resources, which was in essence, the second half of my research, um, which was how do you actually build it then? If, if trust is so important, how do you actually build it? And, and you asked a second question right in your first, and that was, what is trust? We define it. In, there's a lot of ways to define trust, defendability, reliability, all this. We define trust as a confident belief in a person, a product, or an organization. And when I confidently believe in you, uh, communication gets faster, costs go down, speed go to market goes up. I mean, everything is driven by that metric of trust. In fact, as you know, the number one question everybody's asking about you, about your company, uh, about you as a person, as, a, as a, me as a dad, as a friend, is not, the, do I like you? I've got friends I like a lot that I wouldn't go into business with. The number one question everybody's asking is, can I trust you? And that's what we're trying to drive is a, a high performing culture on trust because that's how we help people the most. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, in the course, um, you made a comment about uh, different things that people associate with top tier organizations. And one of the things you said was about diversity and people think diversity is key, but without trust, diversity actually can be a bad thing. And you just end up with people fighting each other. I feel like there's a lot of that really plaguing society today. So 
wondering if you can comment on that and share more why uh, trust is really at the core. This is this is really relevant today, and, and you know Milton and I, and Milton's African American uh, colleague here, uh, said this on a, a big uh, you know global event that we did. But why we believe it shouldn't be called diversity and inclusion; it should be called trust and inclusion. If people actually want more of it, they focus on diversity, they get more of it. D- diversity. The biggest Harvard study shows diversity on its own pits people against each other, unless there's trust. The only way to get the the benefits, which are many, of diversity is to increase trust. And if they, if we could do that, we would get these great benefits, which of course are also research-based. Uh, but if we just increase diversity for diversity's sake, we just get more diverse. Um, a lot of times that doesn't get the solution we're actually looking for, but diversity with trust. Oh my goodness. Um, so next thing, David, I want to talk about your eight pillars of building trust. I think if people haven't seen the course, it's really important to understand the work that you do and and how to kind of create trust in in organizations. Everything we do, you know, in how we build trust comes under these eight and they were research funnels in essence, starting with my grad work. But whether we, you know, we have five, I think the best ways of measuring trust in organizations around, you know, around the world from enterprise trust index all the way down to a self assessment. We have ways that we drive trust into teams, organizations and cultures. And, and it always comes down to these eight. And so well, they're C's today, so it can sound like a motivational book. They're actually from research funnels, but they're, in fact, just this year, they were revalidated by an outside university as the comprehensive way trust is built globally. So for context, here they are. We could spend a whole day on each of them. Number one is clarity. People trust the clear and they mistrust or distrust the ambiguous or the overly complex. Whenever you overcomplexify beyond what is needed, you lose clarity, which loses trust. This is relevant to everybody. Let's just take the clarity pillar. For the leader, clear vision might be important. For the salesperson, uh, instead of being so clear about how cool they are and how long they've been in business, if they were just clear about the benefits, I might buy it. Uh, For the teacher or professor, people might just not trust or like the professor because they're not clear about the assignment. But clarity is powerful. And most people think they're clear when they're not. You know, that's what we have some processes for how to get absolute clarity. And I don't know anybody else. It's so difficult. We're dealing with a global company this morning and they have such a difficult time getting to clarity. When they do, it can change everything. So clarity. Number two is compassion. We trust those that care beyond themselves. You know, I don't tend to trust you or want to be accountable to you if you don't have my back or or care about me at all. Uh, Number three is character. We trust those that do what's right or what's easy. We have a seven-step process for how you drive high character into organizations that's trusted. But um, as a a quick thought, character. Uh, Many people think that's everything, just character and integrity. It's not. Fourth pillar is competency. You've got to have the competency in the area I want you to to trust you. So I might trust you, Alex, to take my kids to the ball game. That doesn't mean I'll trust you to give me a root canal, right? Because of competency. So if you're leading the same way you were 20 years ago or teaching the same way you were 10 years ago or selling the way you were five years ago, I probably don't trust you because you're not staying fresh and relevant and capable. The next pillar is commitment. We trust those that stay committed in the face of adversity. You think of anybody who's left a legacy in your life, your mom or your dad or your first grade teacher or your Mandela, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Jesus, or Joan of Arc, and you're thinking of somebody who's has people that trust them because they're committed to something often beyond themselves. So commitment is another one of the research funnels when we talk about how you create a, a fan base or, uh, or how you create actual impact because of your commitment to cause beyond yourself. 
The next pillar is connection, the ability to connect and collaborate. Each of these pillars, by the way, if we go into an organization, whether it's small or big or even an individual leader, you can see counterforces of trust. So a counterforce we're looking for in an organization under this pillar might be siloing. We know we have a connection problem. Uh, if you see any of the isms, we probably have a connection problem. So there's there's a connection, this ability to connect and collaborate. I love the myth of genius, which found nothing great has ever been done alone. Um, you know, people say Eli Whitney created the cotton gin, really it was this group of slaves probably, and a woman, Catherine Green. I mean, it's, it, it, this idea that we have to come together to do great things. The next pillar, seventh pillar is contribution. And the number one word that came out of this research funnel was results. We trust results. So you can have the compassion pillar and maybe the clarity pillar, but if you're a surgeon and we go in for surgery and you amputate the wrong leg, we, we got a problem because I got a wrong result, right? So you've got to still deliver results, contri contribute results. And the final pillar, and we call it the king of the pillars, is consistency. Sameness is trusted. Whatever you do consistently is trusted. If, you, if you're late all the time, I will trust you to be late, you know? In the U.S., I joke, if you don't wear enough clothes, I trust you are Kardashian, right? So sameness, whatever you do consistently. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.